Mark Levine, former legislative counsel to Democratic Congressman Barney Frank, House Judiciary, Homeland Security, and Financial Services Committees, host of the first hour uh, of, of uh, the hour before me, Monday through Friday. And Mark, you have a new title. Share with us. And do we have a drum roll? I wish we had one. I wish I had one. Maybe we can find one. But Mark, you have a new title as well. Congratulations. It is. Uh, well, my new title would be, I guess, a Democratic nominee for the House of Delegates in Virginia. Congratulations. And you have no Republican opposing you, so this is pretty much going to be that's, yours. That's right. I'm not technically de- uh, delegate-elect until November, uh, but given that I'm the only person on the ballot, it's going to be really hard to beat <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I have to say, though, Mark, and I hope nobody doesn't, I was just curious what you would get paid for that, and it was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> well, I get paid the some substance and massive annual salary of $17,640. I know I saw that. And I, I mean, that that's probably equal to or less what, you know, starting out in uh, broadcasting pays. You know that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm getting pure poverty wages, but obviously I'm not doing this for the money. Uh, And and most people who do this particular position or or run for this particular um, area of office that you are um, as a delegate, that wouldn't be their full-time job, which is good because we can continue to hear you Monday through Friday, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern. Exactly. Uh, We we tend to work hardest in January and February. The session is 60 days uh, next year and 45 days the year after. And the rest of the year, people keep their day jobs. And uh, I certainly plan to keep coming here and doing the inside scoop and and keep talking with you, Leslie, as well, on every second hour on Wednesday. Absolutely. Um, you know, when we do this hour, you know, full disclosure to our listeners, sometimes it'll be something I want to talk about with you. Sometimes it's something we both want to talk about. This is something you really wanted to talk about. And I'm glad because it brings up um, an area, and she brought up an area uh, in an interview um, that a lot of people here in L.A. have been talking about. And I'm sure uh, throughout the country I see on social media they are. Uh, but you wanted to touch upon... And, and, and talk about Rachel uh, Dol- Dolajal. Um, and one of the things that she said, the former NAACP uh, leader in the Spokane chapter, is um, that the, the case of Caitlyn Jenner resonated with her. Now, Mark, I had said before you came on, and, and we've shared this before, you are a gay man, and you, yeah. be- you believe, you abso- and I say you believe because we don't have 100% medical scientific evidence yet, uh, but that you were born with the orientation that you have, correct? Definitely, uh, particularly because life would have been a lot easier for me if I'd been straight, and uh, I tried very hard to be. I had girlfriends. Um, like most gay men, uh, you know, I didn't quite realize I was gay until uh, I had, uh, <laughs> well, I, I came of age and recognized that uh, the, the typical paradigm wasn't working for me. Uh, but, yes, absolutely. I was- how, now, how, how, old, how old were you when you realized that you were a gay man? Um. <sighs> Fully realized, I would say, 18, had inklings definitely in my teenage years. So not as early as six, seven, eight years of age? No, but uh, partly, you got to remember, it was a different time. Um, I'm, I'm uh, older, perhaps, than I look, but uh, the 80s were a very different time. Today, in a culture when kids realize that gay is an option, that it's who they can be, that's who they are, they're more likely to recognize uh, at a time when you grow up and you don't realize that being gay is even really possible, you can't connect the dots into the natural feelings that you're feeling. Um, and so, uh, you know, it, 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 in fact, uh, you know, 20 years before me, some people would come out in their 50s and 60s. I came out in my 20s. And today, yes, kids tend to come out in their teens and sometimes even earlier. But I think that's societal rather than, than, than physical. Oh, okay. Um, now, 
obviously, and, and you are white. You were born white, correct? I'm, I'm white. Uh, you know, some would argue that Jews aren't fully white. But, right. Uh, you're, either Seme- you're either Semitic or Ashkenazi, right? <laughs> I'm actually, I'm Ashkenazi, but my, uh, my uh, mom thinks we're Sephardic because I tend to be darker than most Jews, actually. I, I'm, I'm darker than some black people. I, I have relatively uh, dark skin. I, I like my Mediterranean heritage. I have no problem with it, but uh, uh, some people would not characterize me as, quote, white, unquote, but I'm definitely not African-American in any sense. Right. I am white, and uh, I am half Jewish, and that half is Ashkenazi, and without going into detail, due to extreme DNA extrapolation, I, I have Ashkenazi, uh, uh, I am of the Ashkenazi race more than I am Caucasian, believe it or not, in my DNA uh, makeup. Um, and that's a whole other you and I have drink story. Uh, that's but, that's a European Jewish is Ashkenazi. Yes, for yes. Who my don't family, know my family's from Russia and and Poland. Uh, my Jewish right. family. Um, okay. So, and uh, you were born male. I was born female. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So when Rachel Dolezal says that Caitlyn Jenner's story resonated with her, um, we're going to talk after this break what your take is from this, because even though I'm straight, I'm white. And I'm female. It kind of bothered me that she put herself in that same position as Caitlyn Jenner. We'll be back with Mark Levine, my buddy, my co-host every Wednesday, right here on The Only True Democracy and Talk Radio Don't Go. And we're back. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Mark Levine. And we want you to know that GEICO has been saving people money for over 75 years. Mark, thanks for holding my buddy on the East, and I'm here on the West. Uh, thanks for holding and welcome back. Um, do, do you feel they're comparable? And obviously, you know, some people might say, well, we don't know what she's going through. But do you feel that uh, racial identity can be compared to or, you know, uh, is on the same, you know, level playing field, if you will, as gender identity? Mark? Is Mark with us? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. Okay. Uh, I I do not find them comparable. Indeed, I find the comparison offensive. Look, um, if you are... Uh, in in the wrong gender identity. If you're born uh, a, a boy in a girl's body or a girl in a boy's body, the prejudice and 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 difficulty that you face from the time you're a small child is immense. Uh, I'm a gay man, and I'll be the first to tell you that while being gay is hard, it is nothing, nothing, nothing compared to the intense harm that people who are transgender face, societal pressure, everyone, pressure from parents, from friends, well-meaning people as well as downright bigots on down. What Bruce, now Caitlyn Jenner, did, I think, was courageous and extremely difficult thing to take. And conversely, if you're white and you want to pretend to be black, that's exactly the opposite. It's easier to be white than black, yeah. far easier. She went from a privileged status to a, a less privileged status. It's exactly the opposite of Caitlyn Jenner, and I do think it's offensive of her to make the comparison. Uh, do you also, just curious, um, you might know, being a gay man, you may not, uh, more about the LGBT community. Um, <clears throat> I have actually uh, met some people. I met a woman, that James Bond woman, years ago. I had told the story that underwent the full transformation. I saw her body naked. She showed it to me. And God, the surgeon made her better than God made me, let me tell you. Um, and uh, she was born with more female chromosomes than I have. So in other words, on paper, genetically, she was more female than me, even though she was a boy. Now, years ago, and you know this, Mark, uh, people who are f- referred to as hermaphrodites, having both sex organs or what not one sex organ defined, it was determined by the doctors 
based on, oh, I think that looks more like a clitoris than a penis, what right. the child was, or just based on, oh, the, the mother's like, well, I have three sons, I want a daughter, whatever. Um, and, right. and, and nowadays we have the ability to look at the uh, – they make that uh, the decision when this uh, occurs with the chromosomal uh, you know, uh, you, you know, breakdown with DNA Blood extrapolation, test. looking at the actual chromosomes. And then in addition to that, um, there, in addition to surgery, there are hormonal replacements. I was telling about my nanny's little girl who's getting her period, and she's three years old, and she has breast because she is an overabundance of female um, hormones. And uh, it, it, and they did say if she had been a boy, she probably would have identified as a girl simply because of the, those hormones. My question to you is, do you think that everyone who is male and identifies as female or female identifies as male in, in the transgender community has a chemical issue? And I say that because you are born gay. Mm-hmm. I am born straight. You know, is a, a man who identifies as a woman – born into the wrong body or into the wrong genitalia? Well, obviously some of them are, are chromosomal, uh, and, and in fact we use the term intersex now because hermaphroditic uh, is, is seen as pejorative by some. Uh, thank you for that because I wasn't up on that. No, seriously. Yeah, in, intersex you. is the proper PC term, Leslie, just so you know. Uh, but I, no, I don't believe that everyone who is transgender, uh, uh, female to male, is, is, is born with male chromosomes and vice versa. I think it's an issue more complex than chromosomes. I think there's brain connections. At the end of the day, though, I think there's a certain freedom we should allow human beings. Uh, if you are willing to undergo the intense psychological pressure, physical pain and agony and all the difficulties of, of changing your gender from one to the other, and people find that you're a, uh, you know, a sane person that just uh, really identifies with the other gender, if you're willing to undergo all of that, then I say, God bless you, be who you want to be. I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to look at your chromosomes and, and judge you one way or the other. I, I, I just simply believe in freedom and liberty and allowing people okay, to do Okay, okay, so having said that, having said that, okay, so if somebody, for example, doesn't have any kind of chemical or chromosomal, they just, I, you know, prefer to be a woman than they're a man, or vice versa, then would that be different than what she, Rachel, it is different. is in? Here's the difference. Um, Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, has never pretended she was not a man. I've never heard Caitlyn Jenner say, I have always been a woman, I was born a woman. Caitlyn Jenner has never been dishonest about that. If Rachel Dolezal had said, I identify with black people, I've got black siblings, I've got a black husband, I love black culture, yes, I'm white, I'm born white, but I respect black culture, I want to fight against inequality among the races, and I love being around black people, and I've adopted this people as my own, no one would complain and everyone would celebrate her, black and white, including me. The difference is she lied about it. There's a difference between being uh, an adopted into a culture and a welcomed into a culture and pretending to be of that culture from the get-go. She's, she's simply a liar in a way that Caitlyn Jenner is not. Okay, let's take some calls. 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. In Palm Springs, on Line 5, Andrea joins us. Andrea, good afternoon. Welcome. Uh, I understand you have a comment to make regarding Caitlyn Jenner. Thank you for joining well, us again. No, I'm just going to throw in a little sidetrack political humor. It was a, something in today's uh, 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 comic section, uh, La Cucaracha, and one character says to it the other, 
You know what I see when I look at this picture of Caitlyn Jenner? Another Republican who votes against her own interests. <laughs> um, yeah, Bruce Jenner is uh, – Caitlyn Jenner is a Republican. Yes. And yeah, I, and we have a right uh, to condemn her for that. But yeah. I, 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 but also, just offhand, I think in America we're, we're in this bubble because so much of this is all driven by um, uh, the ultra-right-wing Christian uh, phobic obsession with anything with regard to sex, that it so derails rational discussion and i would imagine in europe and other countries these discussions are on a whole other level and i look forward to the day when we can wake up in a country when you know that noise machine has been muted it's just it's it's you know just the whole thing about uh uh oh this is one other thing related is um if you, uh, if I don't know if you're in California or not, but um, I am, and Mark is in Washington D.C. Okay, um, there is an Orange County attorney that filed papers for an uh, uh, a, a uh, um, a, an amendment, an initiative on the ballot, which it's so-called the Intolerant Jackass Act, because he wants uh, to authorize the killing of gays and lesbians by quote bullets. Yes, yes, in that's in California. That is convenient. Yes, method. that is correct. Right, and so uh, they're try the state of, the Secretary of State is trying to find some way to uh, dis- to to stop that. But a woman, her name is Charlotte Laws, L A W S. She's a Woodland Hills author and activist. She wrote a proposal in response to what it's technically called the Sodomite Suppression Act, and. Um, and her, it's uh, the it, and she calls her initiative the Make Fun of Matt McLaughlin Act, and um, her initiative would require anyone who proposes measures calling for the death of gay people to attend month, monthly sensitivity training and to donate five thousand dollars to quote pro gay or pro lesbian organization, and she's been approved. Um, she just wanted to make a statement. She wasn't serious about gathering the 300,000 signatures, but now it's being picked up. And I would, I would suggest if you can get a hold of her to interview her on your program, because it would be hilarious if this got on the ballot here in California. Um, oh, uh, yes, absolutely. And I think it's a good idea. Andrew, jot that down. We'll try and get her. We, you know, sometimes yes. people... Uh, when they're in the midst of these things, they don't want to be uh, as open to talk about it. Anything else uh, from from you, Andrea? No, that's it. I just, uh, you guys are great. Love thank you. you. Thank you. So are you. We appreciate it. Uh, thank right. you, uh, Mark. Uh, any remarks to that? No, just to thank you for your call and hear here on your suggestion. Um. So I, I want to. You picked this topic today, and we had yeah. talked about her before. Um, what is your opinion of this woman? And, and obviously, talk radio is great for speculation <laughs> and for for you know opining and judging, whatever. Um, I want to hear your take on the, on this woman and, and what you think. Some some people say she was identifying with her adopted brothers who were African American, but she asked her brothers to cover for her and not admit who she really was or is. Or, or was she using it for that opportunity? Because you know there are white people out there that feel well, if I were a minority. You know what I mean? If I could check that box, I'd, you know, have access to affirmative action to, you know, this, this, and this. Um, 
I, I mean, I've never heard of this before. I mean, I certainly have seen, I mean, like Eminem, you know, people call him the white rapper, you know. Um, but is he identifying as black or is he, you know, no, just no, grew up in an urban a, environment and he's, you know, and he's great at rap, which I personally no, think exactly. he is. He's, he's, no, exactly. No, he's a white guy who happens to be good at a an art form that was founded by black people and still has a vast majority of, of black people who are who are the people who do it. Uh, and good for him for entering something that, that uh, is not something that uh, a lot of white people do. Uh, uh, no, look, I did, I'll tell you why I want to talk about this. It wasn't so much about her. She probably has some issues. Uh, the issue that I find most interesting is just generally talking about race as, as a social construct and as distinct from a physical identity. I mean, again, uh, this isn't, clearly I'm not defending her, but I do think that ethnicity, that culture, that peoplehood should be shared. And I do like the idea, um, as a Jewish person, I love it when a non-Jew comes to our synagogue and learns about us. I certainly go into churches and mosques and Buddhist temples, and they, the folks there tend to appreciate that I, though of another culture, am willing to be open to learning about other religions. Uh, as, as a Southerner, I go all around the country and I learn about the Midwest. I was just in North Dakota a few weeks ago. Um, you know, I certainly, I'm not transgender, but I want to understand their experience. And, and I've spent a lot of time trying to uh, understand and, and be with African Americans and understand their experience. And fa- in fact, I would argue that the African American experience is the most seniorly American experience of them all because, uh, you know, that was one where we had uh, ingrained into our laws discrimination. And indeed, I would say the history of the United States of America is largely the history of how we treated or failed to treat up. Uh, black people well. So to, to me, uh, it's important for us all to understand each other. And what I find so interesting about this case is that it, 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 it shows how race is both a physical characteristic, but even more importantly, a societal construct. Uh, it, it is an artificial physical characteristic that we determine that a certain color and a certain hair weave is black and a certain one is not. We all know people who we thought were white who say they're black, at least I certainly do, um, and, and uh, vice versa, people we thought were black who were white. And it, it's fascinating to me just this mix of culture, that I, more interesting than, than her own personal travails, which I find you know unique to her. Let's take another call. Let's go to Sarah next. Sarah joins us. Uh, from uh, Wisconsin Online 2. Hi, Sarah. Good afternoon. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. I have a couple of points, if you could bear with me. Sure. I believe gender ID is between your ears and not between your legs. Let me give you a a story briefly. Um, As a child, when I I remember when I was four or five years old and uh, the kids wanted to play house at school and I always wanted to be the daddy, and they wouldn't let me be the daddy, so I refused to play with them because I identified as being a boy. And then when I became a flash-forward a few years older, you know, maybe, I don't know, nine, ten years old, uh, the uh, big group of kids asked, well, so what do you want to be when you grow up, Sarah? And I said, a boy, because I, I thought that was perfectly legitimate. And boy, did I get teased for years for saying that. And I learned to keep my mouth shut. And um, so basically how I am today is I look female, I am female, I am a lesbian, 
identify as a lesbian. I have given up the idea of ever being a, a transgender because that is not possible. And also in society, I am able to address androgynously and not get harassed like um, a transgender uh, male would get harassed. Um, so that's where I am uh, as far as my thoughts on transgender. And the second point I would like to make is I was just wondering, with all the female hormones pumped into cows, how this could affect the fetus, especially of little boys, and them feeling, you know, that they uh, are indeed um, a woman. Now, now I, I, Mark, Mark, you know history pretty well, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I was told uh, once by somebody, teacher along the way, that those hormones were pumped in purposely to beef up American soldiers prior to or during World War II because the German soldiers were physically larger than the American soldiers. Is I any... don't know that any of that is true. I, 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 can't, I, I haven't heard that, um, and I can't speak much about... Uh, my understanding is that the hormones uh, and other things pumped into cows are mostly to increase milk production uh, or meat production. But uh, I will say this... Because we are, you are, we are bigger as a result of it, if you, uh, generationally. If you look at people that... For example, I, my, my husband's father is Indian and very tiny man. Okay. I, I don't Short, know that that's, that, skinny, that that's small the causation. Boned, and his, his, his sons, like my husband, are like six, one, and built. Yeah, well, I think a lot of it has to do, frankly, with malnutrition is one of the reasons why Americans, uh, and in fact, uh, in Europe, where they eat better than we do, they're now taller than we are. So uh, I, I, don't, I don't know that it's the, the cow hormones. I do want to say, though, to Sarah, to thank her for sharing uh, her story, it's, um, it, it just shows you, you know, how very, very difficult it is to be transgender. I do know some female-to-male transgender people who have gone through the transition and done so successfully, but it is extremely hard to do so there's a lot of societal prejudice against it and um you know that's why again i think uh caitlin jenner is extremely brave in her decision thank you for joining us as always my my buddy uh co-hosting uh, the second hour congratulations once again on uh soon to be not just the nominee uh but the delegate there in virginia in that district and always good to talk to you happy hump day have a great rest of the afternoon we've got all the news right here i'm gonna stop you right there I see you about to settle on a day-old donut for breakfast. Well, this is a chicken intervention. Because McChicken Biscuits and Chicken McGriddles are now at McDonald's. So just hit that drive through and change your life. For breakfast, you got this. Wake up breakfast. Say good morning to McChicken for breakfast. Right now at your local McDonald's, you can mix and match two Chicken McGriddles or McChicken Biscuits for just $3. Price and participation may vary at participating McDonald's for a limited time.